Hello and welcome to Rick Radio Community Sport. I'm Mick Handy. Now join me uh, today is uh, David Nolan, Secretary of St. Patrick's CY Football Club. Uh, David, you're very welcome to the programme and thanks a lot for coming in to uh, talk with us. Thanks for having me in. Um, just, I suppose, initially, can you just give us a, a, a brief uh, outline of, of how St. Pat's uh, CY came about, the foundation of the, the club here in Ringsend? Yeah, I certainly can. Um, I'm not a Ringsender myself, but I um, learned a lot about the club's history over the years, um, being involved with the club. So I know the club were born out of the CYMS, which is now the CYWMS on uh, on Irishtown Road. Um, and the club was, was formed in 1936 and was, for, was involved with the CYMS, I believe, until the early 80s when the football club then broke away. So the, the club's name was St. Patrick's CYMS up until that period and the change to St. Patrick's CYFC. Um, so that's that's how it came about. And the club had huge success um, during those early years in, in all the various different amateur divisions in, in Dublin. Um, and when they broke away from the CYMS itself, they then moved to the Athletic Union League where they continued to have more success. And then in more recent times, um, over the past 20 years I've been involved with they've been in the Leicester Senior League so we celebrated our 75th in 2011 if I remember we had a big um, party for that big um, gala event and we're now into our 86th year um, last year would have been 85 years so a lot of um, club has been around a long time it's the longest serving club in the community um, they've been lucky enough to be able to have been able to continue on without ever having to stop um, their operations for, for any reason so and that's a, a great um, thing to be able to say. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm here myself to keep that going over the coming years. Brilliant, brilliant, because obviously 86 years, it's a, it is a long time. And uh, during that period, you, you need plenty of people, not just footballers. Uh, you also need people uh, yeah. in the background. Yeah. And I, I, it looks like you have good committees and all we do, that. Yeah, we just just today, on, on, I put up on our social media, we added two new members to our committee. Um, so we're constantly evolving and growing the committee. We've always had, for as long as I've been involved, and I joined in 2002, always around 10 people in the committee. Um, the club has grown now since. We've about about 18 and 19 members now. But we obviously have to keep freshening that up because people get older and they have to step away because they, you know, they can't do the physical work anymore or they don't have the time. So it's important to keep that number ticking over and there's always people there available to help. There's so many things that have to be done. I mean, there's, apart from the... The work that I would do as secretary, where it's registering players and communicating with the various leagues, communicating with referees and, and other other opposition teams, you've got a chairman who does his own work um, around you know gathering in sponsorship. You got a treasurer who's looking after trying to pull in, you know, funding and looking after the the, the, the club's money and making sure we're constantly in the black. And then you've got you need you know other people who are effectively like foot soldiers who do all the you know getting the gear out onto the pitch for training. Um, you know, washing the bibs, uh, washing, the, getting the gear washed. There's, there's tons of different things that have to happen behind the scenes to make things happen on the pitch. And we work really hard in the background to, to give the players the opportunity to be successful on the pitch. Absolutely. I suppose volunteers is the big yep. thing. And yep. uh, I suppose in, in the current day and present day, people are leading more and more busy lives and it's sometimes difficult to get people yep. to, to and volunteer and put a bit of time into it. It is. And I've, we've found it particularly challenging since we came back from the, um, from, uh, you know, from the, from the closure during the pandemic. Um, 
because people were away for so long, um, it was hard to get back into it again. And we, I think for the first time I, I, that I can recall, and it was also it's the fact that we've expanded as a club and we've got more teams now, we have found ourselves, you know, nearly having to do a roster almost to ensure that we had a certain amount of people down the training sessions, certain amount of people available for certain matches, particularly away matches when you have to drive and you just need more resources to get there and, and, and to get set up. So it's it's constantly a challenge and we have various WhatsApp groups, you know, within the club, within the committee, organising all this all the time. So you're in work, you're doing your, your, your you know, you're earning your living, but you're also responding to messages on a regular basis. Well, I'll be there tonight or I can't make tours there, or whatever the case may be. And it's just things like the lotto that runs on a Tuesday night. We need bodies there for that to make sure that runs smoothly and we can check all the numbers and, and do yeah. it correctly. So much of it goes on behind the scenes that from the outside looking in, you probably probably wouldn't you know realise, you know. Yeah, yeah. Before we come to your new clubhouse uh, as well, I just want to talk to you a little bit about the, the new additions you have because you've brought in a lady section into the club quite yeah. recently as well. And, and I'm sure that's brilliant as well, but it's also added to the workload. It has, yeah. Well, it's it's added to the workload, but in fairness, we, we've managed to bring in a um, for women to, to come on the committee to help with the lady section. So they, they sort of run that. Sorry, three women and one... Um, one uh, male, um, Matt, Matt won't appreciate that too much, but uh, um, so yeah, it's it's we, we've we've got more going on. We've actually at the moment we've got five teams. We've also the the over thirty fives, which was a coming together between ourselves and Irishtown FC. Rather than we, we kind of realised, and I know you're going to come to the clubhouse now in a second, but we realised with such a big facility, we'd need more members to to, to effectively to, to to run it. And more members means more income, and we needed that and. The ladies uh, section was part of the, the the kind of the 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 proposal that we made to the the community gains fund was to set up a ladies team. There was a gap there in the market. In mm, the survey. Yeah. Um. We saw that. And we thought this is an opportunity. And then equally too, rather than starting our own thirty fives and stepping on the toes of Irishtown, who've been around for a long time and know what they're doing, we approached Irishtown and thought, well, let's let's you know bang our heads together here, and build something a strong thirty five section rather than two diluted 35s teams in the area let's have one strong 35s and you can see that you know at the moment they're, they're winning the league and possibly they have a good chance of going on to win it so you can see the you know the impact of that as well so um, mm. but yeah just to go back to your original question we, we've grown the club and um, we had six teams last year the under 20s are now part of our senior setup in the Leicester Senior League so we're down to five but we've the two men's teams in the Leicester Senior League they're about to begin this weekend the ladies have been running during the summer. Two ladies teams. The B team just won the league during the night. And the A team are in a cup final. They're in a cup semi-final next week and they've an outside chance of winning their league. So they're going for a treble. And then, as I said, the 35s are doing very well as well. So they, those three teams will finish up now in September because uh, they play a summer season. And then we'll sort of, our focus will then turn to the Leicester Senior League sides and they, they play a winter season. So fantastic indeed and and no problem getting players I'd say the ladies section it, it seems to be growing and growing you know yeah, tell you, the, way, in, in, the way it started out um, we when, when we decided we were doing this at the back end of t- well we, we we really decided you know back in 2017 that we were doing this because it was part of the proposal that we made for the funding but when we actually got the, the ball rolling in late 2019 just as the big, the building work began on, on the clubhouse um. We were quite nervous about it. We didn't know what way it was going to go. Um, there hadn't been a ladies team in Rings End. I think the last ladies team that had been formed were Markovic Celtic had a ladies team, I think, for a season or two, about 15 or 20 years ago. 
and there'd been nothing since then. So we had no idea what way it was going to go. We we tried to rec- you know um, group together a bit, a, you know local ladies that we knew had been involved in football previously. Mm-hmm. Rachel McGuinness, Emma Caulfield, um, and they you know in fairness they came on board and they helped us and then. We were looking for a manager and uh, we advertised we weren't getting a whole lot of responses back for whatever reason and um, we had it out there on social media so i seen a um a tweet somebody had tagged um olivia o'toole in one of the, the tweets um so i reached out to olivia straight away i seen that she liked the tweet or she she responded in some way not knowing you know if olivia would be interested in getting involved but i reached out to her and met her we, myself and, and another member of the committee wayne born met her and she she you know reacted positively and we brought her in then and in fairness even though we ended up parting company later in the year and you know things what wasn't nice um her the impact that she had her name because she was the you know the, the most capped Irish ladies yeah yeah top goal scorer did help to attract players in initially I think the very first training session I think we had nine or ten players and then it grew from there and then we had, unfortunately the pandemic hit then in March it all stopped dead for three or four months. We got back to it then in, in whatever it was, June or July. Got, got it going, a partial season was played, and then um, really, really all then kicked off then the following year in 2021 when we had a proper, sort of, well, you would say a proper season that started from May once football was allowed to return, and you know, we had a really successful season. But what happened was when we came back in 2021, because we had done so much social media stuff and, and we really pushed it, we had more new players come in maybe higher calibre players which meant that the original group of players that, that were with us were starting to find themselves you know out of favour and maybe mm. weren't going to necessarily play as much so we thought well we can't abandon these girls we have to do something for them so that's why we created a B team then so it meant that we had football for you know we had we were, we were had 40 players and we couldn't have a situation where 40 players were all trying to play in the one team the one team yeah so yeah. We, we, we had a, we, we set up a B team which has turned out to be you know very successful for us as well so it's grown beyond anything that we we expected initially we were we, we were worried about keeping it going getting it going in the first place keeping it going and now it's it's sort of it's running itself you know it, I, I don't have too much involvement i help out a little bit with some of the admin work in the background but um the girls that are running the emma you know rachel's the manager anton Holmes is involved in managing thomas Gregg is the manager of the b team so, so emma's the secretary of the ladies and um, we've got um johnny in the background um and a couple of other people that are there. Sorry, I'm just names are escaping me at the moment. Who've um, you know, who've been involved in running the running the whole thing. So, in fairness, it runs itself and and it's it's um, running very smoothly for us. So it's been great. Fantastic indeed. I suppose COVID obviously a big problem for everybody, uh, as you mentioned there. And while COVID was on, was that was the building of the clubhouse taking place or? Yeah, the, well, the way, yeah. The, so I'd say there was about a, a twelve month delay in. We were supposed to have the keys in May twenty twenty. That was the original plan, um, and the reason for that is because the, you know, the Euros were meant to be held here in Dublin in in June twenty twenty, June July twenty twenty, and they wanted to use Irishtown Stadium as a staging area for all the volunteers. So they wanted our clubhouse to be completed and tidied up and you know didn't didn't want to look like a building site. So that was the, the original plan. Then everything stopped as as you, as you know in, in March, April mm-hmm. twenty twenty and it never really got going again till till the autumn of that year. So we got the keys, I think, around June twenty one. Um so pretty much a year later than we, we expected to get the keys handed over to us. Um, but we still couldn't really use it to its full potential at that stage. It was still um I suppose frowned upon to, to have too many people in an indoor setting at the same yeah, time yeah. so we sort of 
we, we used it very sparingly for a couple of months until it became kind of okay to use it to its full potential. So it's great now we're, we're, we're using it to its full potential. We've got four dressing rooms, got a, we've got a, a you know a, a community a committee room which is like a, a players lounge with a pool table, table tennis and TV and that's used for like pre-match analysis and things like that. Um, we've got a, a I mentioned already the four dressing rooms. We've got a huge storage area. We've got a physio room, kitchen, everything you could possibly want to to function um, at the level that we we want to function at. And um, it's great when you welcome other clubs down and they kind of the the you know we had banger down on, on Sunday in a friendly and the first time they had been down was now one of the top sides in the Leicester Senior League. And they were in awe of the facility. So, mm. what we're hoping is that as the next couple of seasons go on and players are coming down to Ring to play against us, they'll see the facilities and they'll go, and we fancy coming down to this, you know. So, we, we are actually seeing the impact of that already. We are seeing players come to, I, I get regular um, uh, notifications through our social media from players looking to contact the manager and things like that, which is something we never mm. really seen before. So, it's definitely having an impact. For both the ladies and the and men, men and also even the 35s it's the same thing happens we we tend to get you know a lot of contact through social media no no uh, getting changed into cars anymore by the side no, of the road no. well, well we had a great <laughs> fairness like Orishan Stadium was, was you know when, when that was redeveloped in 2004 mm. it's a fantastic facility and the dressing rooms that are there for the community are great dressing rooms but we always wanted our own space um, any club would and we were you know for years we were trying to think of ways we could we could try and manage that and this opportunity came about which I'm sure we're going to talk about in more detail now and we haven't looked back since yeah yeah, yeah. do you play all your games in Irish Town Stadium yeah. or, or do you use other parks as well or other pitches we play so our senior men our LSL men play on the Astro so they play Friday nights for the, in the senior one division and our Saturday side play Saturday afternoon at the moment we have an agreement with Irish Town Stadium that the ladies in the 35s play in, in, in Irish Town Stadium itself on the pitch because it's a summer season and the pitch has been needs sort of a, a number of years of constant repair to bring it up to the standard that it needs to be at. So the agreement was that we would use it sort of from March through to um, September, October, and then let it rest during the winter. Yeah. So um, that's so that's so so we're using um, the the Astro the infield in Irish Stadium, and we also have a Paramount pitch number two as an overflow and mostly the ladies B team would use that on a Sunday morning so we're only actually using one pitch in the park and then we're using the, the other facilities which are the Astro is quite costly um, you know there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, resources going into paying for that every year but it's it's a, it's a very good resource because during the winter time you couldn't train without, without an all weather you know so mm-hmm. it's um, yeah we're very happy with the facilities that we have available yeah. and of course uh, for the grounds as well you, you went in with Crusaders it was a joint yeah. uh, and I was actually down in their facility and it's fantastic yeah. and the just track, the, yeah. the whole the run yeah. track up above and, and they, they had smoking me and said that your, your own layout was different because you needed more for dressing rooms and yeah. different yeah. things as well you know but uh, obviously going for that uh, grant that time and getting the grant kind of thing had to be a big boost for oh, it was huge uh, um, I think it was early to 2017 if I remember correctly um, Patrick Healy our treasurer and, and Derek Bowden our chairman they, they were the two kind of guys that kind of ran with this and um, Peter Dowling who was one of our committee members also helped helped. I wasn't that, that involved in the process I got involved a bit later on but um, we initially made a move for our own clubhouse and we kind of we suggested uh, areas around the car park area where we could build it and we weren't looking for anything extravagant just couple of dressing rooms, you know, mm. a storage area. 
maybe a small committee room, nothing, nothing too, um, too fancy. And obviously we didn't know this, but Crusaders has also made a, a separate proposal. Um, and this is all through the community gains fund. There was a, there was a, a you know, money there available for local clubs to, to um, I know the community centre here has also gained from it in the past. Yeah. And the committee kind of, they rejected our proposal and they rejected um, Crusaders' proposal, but what they t- said was, come back to us with a joint proposal. So that's what we did. We got together and we um, we put the joint proposal together and we ended up coming out with something far bigger and better than we ever thought we could get. Mm-hmm. Um, equally too, we were surprised that um, Dublin City Council were open to us actually building it on the grounds of Irishtown Stadium. Mm-hmm. So it became an extension of the, the original Irishtown Stadium building. And um, yeah, what we have now is far bigger than we, we ever expected. And we, we had the whole downstairs and Crusaders have all the upstairs they have to, as you've seen yourself they have the long 40 metre track and that's all they wanted yeah the initial grant was I think it was 1.6 million was, was was given towards the project and about 70% of that was kind of for the downstairs area which would need all the fit now as you mentioned already for the dressing rooms and various things and what Crusaders were looking for was a just a large cavity that they could put a track in themselves and they have a bit of a gym up there as well so both clubs got what they wanted out of it um, yeah and how the ladies part of it came along was that we we had said that we would you know start the ladies team but we would we would have two dressing rooms that are ladies that are dedicated to ladies football mm. so they're they're fitted out slightly differently they've got ladies toilets and, and, and that type of thing so and they're kept for the ladies we very rarely use them yeah, for, yeah. for a men's match unless we have a, a bit of an overflow and so they have their own space they they they, they keep their own gear in there you know they, they, there's a certain level of ownership and nobody else goes in and takes their stuff or interferes with their stuff and you know I think that's that's a good thing as well so yeah it's it, w- it was just a an opportunity that we just dived all over at the time and uh, you have to say uh, you know Padder as he's known uh, Patrick Healy and, and uh, Derek and Derek is known as Charlie around around the area um, the work they did and the uh, the graphing they did over about a two year period to get to the point where it was um, not so much that we but the money was granted to us at the back end of t- 2017 mm. but it was to get from that point to architects drawings all that sort of stuff the, the mm. two years of to and fro um, having the I mean as you know an architect will always you know use his, cre- his own creative uh, flair and he went a bit mad on the, on the design and went over budget and we had to go back to, to Cavanta and ask them for more money and it ended up I think going a few hundred thousand over the original price but they were happy to invest in it because you know as you see to, yourself to see how good it was yeah. yeah 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 and what it's allowed us to do as well is since then we've actually hosted two cup finals in Irishtown Stadium um for the the ladies league and um, we're also hope we're going to host another one now in a couple of weeks time so it's allowed us to do things that we could never have even considered before you know mm, mm. we have those facilities those dressing room facilities and it's considered you know at a certain I suppose the, the facilities are considered good enough to host those type of events and we're looking at possibly in the future, um, you know, hosting cup finals for for you know some of the larger men's leagues and things like that. So yeah, it's it's all looking good. All looking good. good yeah, yeah. You mentioned the course there with the ladies coming aboard the two teams and they're doing very well. Plus your 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 senior team and the senior league as well. What what are the future plans? Is there future plans for expanding again to to more teams or well, what way do you see in it? the ladies league? So in the Leinster senior league and. We always have to be very careful that we don't um, allow ourselves to get too drawn into one side or the other because we, we obviously we started out as a, as a men's club and t- 
tradition has always been that we've got to make sure we keep that tradition up and, and but ensure that at the same time we're also giving the ladies and the over 35s and the focus that it needs um, there's probably not much room for, for growth in, uh, as regards to like we had an under 20s last year and um, we, we plan to have youth teams over the, the coming years as we have a very strong relationship with Cambridge boys sorry Cambridge FC um, and the idea is that their boys and girls teams as they get older and come to their late teens will come into um, I suppose your senior teams. team yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we could have an under 19s or an under 20s yeah. and equally too the, the ladies could have an under 19s or they could come into their B team or possibly we could even have an end up with a C team if we have the numbers I know other clubs in the the Eastern Women's Football League have there's one other club anyway that has an A, B and a C team so we're willing to cater for whatever you know numbers are there we have enough room to do that in terms of the, the size of the clubhouse Um. It's a bit it's a bit jam-packed in the park for permits to get an additional slot on, on the pitches but um i suppose you'd walk through that one if it came to be but in terms of expanding beyond where we're at now i think we're probably well we're, we're offering football to all the adult demographics um with youth under under 20s under 19s not this season but you know future season that we did mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. we've got the men's the women's and then you've got the over 25s, over 25s the yeah, only thing yeah. missing actually is women's over 25s which I know the league are looking at doing in the future. This just probably isn't the numbers there for at the moment, but um, but yeah, we're we're open to whatever, and we don't want to interfere with what Cambridge are doing. They're the school, they're the school by school girl club. We're the adult adult club. We let them do their thing. We do our thing, but we have a sort of a, a kind of a, an agreement that mm. you know players if they want to can progress into adult football. Yes, yeah. you know. And stay in the area kind of thing as well, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. And for for numbers, you're you're still open them. Our, our our new members welcome. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've probably about we've over a hundred players now, which is great. And as I mentioned earlier, that was part of the reason why we made the approach to the thirty fives to Orishan FC because we thought, what's the point in starting our own thirty fives and 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 diluting the the strength of the local thirty fives teams rather than maybe asking them to come in and come on board. We have over 100 players. We are always looking for new committee members. And in particular, at the moment, the ladies are probably two or three people short in terms of... Sometimes they have two games in the one night and they're trying to split four committee members yeah. between the two matches. And they're not always all available for work reasons and things like that. So if anybody is, is you know is interested in coming down, just give us a show. We always say, like, well, from the outside looking in, you might think any club, not just our club, is a bit of a closed shop and it's or to click or whatever it's not like that at all we, if, if anybody wants to come down and get involved and as, as I said we mentioned we, we announced earlier that we have two new people coming on board um, they're more than welcome and the more help we can get the better and um, it's we want to be just part of the community we want to, we want to just be an extension of what is a, a great community anyway um, and we've we've offered the clubhouse out to local community groups for meetings and coffee mornings and things like that the Christmas fair last year they used the clubhouse for you know store and stuff and yeah and yeah and even for the festival of football that we did we done during the summer and last summer as well in conjunction with Cambridge you know we're both kind of using our joint facilities to, to make sure these things these great events can happen so it's not a closed shop by any means anybody who wants to get involved just give us a shout and where where saying give it a shout is it an email to send or a phone yeah, well, or our email is say patsy y at gmail sorry say patsy y FC or say Patsy with gmail.com anyway it's on our it's on our face uh, our social media we're on Facebook we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram so you can contact us through a DM there or any one of the committee members who are always floating around the area um, like most people in the area will know our committee people and yeah 
if, if, if they have a spare few hours a week and they want to get involved in, in something on a voluntary basis just give us a shout we're more, we're more than happy to welcome as many people in as possible of course nothing better as well to go to a match and stand on yeah, the side especially in the good weather it's great and the, the summertime is fantastic watching the, the football I really enjoy it because it, like you say it's 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 different to when you're you know we, we'll have matches now in the middle of January with the, with the senior lads and you, you'll, you'll have three or four layers on you and it's not yeah, as, yeah. it's not as comfortable but um, no I think in, I believe um, we all have stressful lives you know we all work really hard um, I think it's great to have an outlet like that and something to look forward to whether you're just going out to training and you're there for two hours to, to help out with bits and pieces most of the time you're just yapping and having a cup of tea but you're there and you're interacting with other people get you out of the house um, and yeah it's just great to be involved and what you get out of it the reward is Monday night the girl the B team won the league they had a great night out with the Irish House celebrating and that's the reward for them and for us as committee people the reward is just seeing them do well Mm. and you know having gatherings ourselves you know at the end of the season or at Christmas time and you know enjoying the the success and sometimes success is not necessarily winning trophies or winning leagues it's sometimes it's just participation just participation (laughs) and keeping it going because we always say we're only minding the house Um, we're not like there's committee members that have gone before us you know for the last 80 odd years who were minding the house and we're doing the same and other people come in the future and and mind the house so we just want to keep it going and keep the club's legacy going and, and grow it um, as much as possible to make sure it's strong and it's it, it survives well congratulations uh, David uh, on, on, on St Pat's uh, CY and uh, of course you'll have your 100th anniversary probably yeah, coming yeah. up in not the, the, in the well, distant future away, yeah yeah, yeah. So I'll be a bit older um, <laughs> I, I actually mentioned it in a in a, in a joke and a, f- a few months ago, and some of the lads were like well, we won't be around to see that, you know, which is a bit sad if that's the case. But look, it, it is like I say, it's that would be a fantastic event. I hope we're all still here in good health, um, and uh, to to and we'll certainly do something for that. But yeah, I think to hit a hundred years will be an achievement in itself. Not many clubs do it, um, and uh, we'll just keep going. And hopefully, in fourteen years' time, we're as strong as we are now, and and maybe stronger. My thanks again to David Nolan from St. Patrick's CY Football Club. We'll have more local support for you again next week. My thanks to Dylan Clayton on sound and editing. You can contact us here by email. It's rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's R-I-C-C radio2020 at gmail.com. From me, Mick Hanley, hope you have a great week and take care.